This is episode 73 with Trav Bell. G'day legends and welcome to Your Life of Impact, where we connect with world-class athletes and coaches, health experts and enthusiasts, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders, all to teach you how to tap into your inner excellence. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm extremely grateful you're joining us today on your impactful journey. Trav Bell is the bucket list guy, the world's number one bucket list expert. As a self-appointed bucket listologist, Trav has obsessively studied the bucket list phenomenon and blended the world's best positive psychology principles to create his own unique bucket list life philosophy. Trav is a keynote speaker, a TEDx speaker, and an extremely authentic global impactor. If you're looking for some motivation in life, mm, this might not be the episode you need. But if you're looking for some inspiration, as always, you've come to the right place. I believe inspiration is the internal spark that triggers a cascade of positive effects in people's lives. And that's what leads to taking action consistently and getting results. And I can tell you now that Trav is singing from the same song sheet here. Now, just a little warning for all the parents who are listening with their children. Trav drops the F-bomb a few times, but he did ask for permission. And I let him because that's him being his authentic self. Before we hear from Trav, I wanted to read some feedback from listeners and participants, as I like to do. Uh, Because I love to hear from my community, that's you listening. So if you haven't told me what you love or what you don't like or what you want to hear more of, please reach out. So this feedback is from a previous participant in our mental strength training program who actually finished a couple of months ago and just sent me a private message on Facebook to say, Hey Robbo, thanks for the opportunity to do the course. I am forever grateful that I had the chance to participate. I've learned so much and have become a better person. I still have moments, but how I deal with those moments is what matters and I can overcome adversity. I plan to go back through the course again and watch all the videos, take notes and stay on top of it and become the best me. Thanks again. Well, thanks, Dill. I really appreciate your feedback there, mate. And I'm stoked you're still living it and gaining the benefits. And that's the beauty of learning these skills and habits. They're with you for life if you choose to tap into them. And actually, you'll hear Trav with his advice at the end of this episode talk about coaching and the power and importance of investing into coaches in all different areas of your life and how he invests big money into this for himself. I'm the same. I invest into coaching for myself to enhance my life and I freaking love it. My coaches challenge me, make me think differently and help me grow and also optimize my life. Most influential and inspirational people in the world do this, especially those who have clear 
goals and visions. Actually, that's how they get clear goals and visions. And that's why I also do one-on-one coaching with people globally over Skype when they're not in the same place because one, I love coaching and teaching. That's one of my values. It's one of my inner drivers. It's part of my purpose, why I'm here. I believe it. And then two, I do it because the one-on-ones because people get results. I help them hold accountability. I help them think differently and put things into practice. So all the details for everything coaching that we offer are on the website at yourlifeofimpact.com. And now let's hear from Trav Bell. So Trav, what is a bucket list from your perspective and why the bucket list guy? Why the bucket list? Okay. What is a bucket list? It's all the stuff you want to do before you die. It's pretty simple. Everyone, most people know what a bucket list is. We, but it's not what people think. A lot of people think they know what it is, but when I teach bucket, the bucket list philosophy, I guess you could call it, we go a lot deeper and a lot more broader. It really opens up people's minds. You know, it's about you know, really ex- articulation, extraction of all the personally meaningful stuff from, the, from a holistic point of view of what a person really wants to do before they die. We make sure it has a lot of meaning and a, and a big strong why attached to it the bucket list guy i was actually called the bucket list guy someone actually called me it, and i think that's what they call in internet marketing speakers user generated content <laughs> so the background was I, I did personal fitness training for 20 plus years so i founded and franchised the chain of personal training studios had over 300 personal trainers working under that umbrella and we grew that business i grew that business from one client up to you know helping tens of thousands of clients across Australia, doing nearly 2 million appointments. Went through a bout of depression because of different things going on in my life. Came out the other side, you know, with a bit of a, well, not in the midst of having the grey cloud over me, the black dog as they call it. Someone said, oh, you should, you're in seminars all the time. You're learning, you know, not that flash at school. My real learning started when I left school and started going to seminars and just learning all the stuff that I learned, someone said, you should teach all this stuff. You know, you should get up and speak. And I was, you know, seriously afraid of public speaking. And then I bit the bullet, put on a talk, nearly had to pay people to be there. It was shit when I look back at it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd packaged in, I sort of compartmentalized all the stuff that I learned, you know, the positive psychology stuff, the NLP, you know, all the, the motivation theory and Everything else that I learned about business and, you know, the stuff that I've been imparting in a roundabout way to clients, I put into a three-hour seminar. And like I said, I was <laughs> I started off and I was getting, a, you know, a few laughs, a few, few points were hitting home. And it wasn't until about halfway through I started talking about my list to do before I die. And I had one since I was 18, actually out of my head and written down. So wherever I went in uni and whenever I went, you know, in shared households, my little blue folder followed me around. And it was always my purpose, what gave me direction, what sort of, I guess, gave me that focus, gave me, you know, quieten the noise, gave me that tunnel vision, I guess. I believe that, you know, what we do for a living, you know, one of the catch cries that I've got is, I say bucket list is a tangible life plan where our business plan or our career plan should fit into our life plan, not be the other way around you know, really bringing home the work to live kind of principle. And I believe that, you know, what we do for a living, as long as we love it, 
you know, we've got to be passionate about it. We've got to get up in the morning, fired up about it and engaged in it. Something like 75% of people who go to work just don't love what they do. And I think life's way too short for that shit. But, you know, our businesses or our job should spit out the time flow and the cash flow for us to do the things that we want to really do in our life. So for me, I've always set up businesses, you know, got on with stuff really with a, with a real big sense of hurry up because I've always had my list. I shared this with people at this, like I said, not so good <laughs> seminar and the 40 people in the room, I, I, I surveyed them and said, oh, you know, who else has got one of these lists to do before you die? You know, out of your head actually written down. I was the only freak in the room. And I said, what the hell do you want to do? Why, why are you doing what you're doing? And uh, people started sharing, started bouncing ideas. And uh, one of the girls at the time who was in the seminar, Joe, she said, oh, how's all this list to do before you die stuff, you know, at the end? It's like a bucket list. You're like the bucket list guy. And I went, uh-huh, this is about seven, eight years ago. Went home, registered the domain name, and I was like on the Google machine saying, all right, who's the world's number one at this? You know, who's the Mac Daddy? Who's the king? And, oh, look, no one. So I called myself the world's number one bucket list expert, and the rest is history, as they say. Brilliant. And we'll dive in deeper and find out more about the community aspects and everything as we move forward. It's quite an exciting evolution that I've seen from your journey, but just... Before we do that, what are some of the things that you're most proud of that you've actually ticked off your bucket list? Oh, look, I'm, I'm in the midst of I'm 90 freaking 8% done on my book. So I was just working on this this morning. I've been, you know, there's some crazy stuff. I've been to the Eurovision Song Contest final, done an Ironman, skydive, you know, all the regular kind of stuff. Been to Everest Base Camp through Tibet on the northern side of, uh, of Everest. Done the Machu Picchu's, done the Kokoda Trek. Bent to one of the biggest ones. <laughs> went to the Burning Man Festival. I think I went to the Burning Man Festival. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I got a mohawk when I, was, when I turned 40. I designed a tattoo and, and got that put on me. Oh, there's all sorts of stuff. A lot of, you know, a lot of the travel thing. You know, I'm a surfer, so I've surfed in a place like Cloud Break in Fiji. Met Sir Richard Branson, had lunch with Tim Ferriss. The list goes on and on and on, and it's quite, you know, it's not all the big expensive things that a lot of people think, you know, down to, you know, what we've created now with the Bucket List Coach global movement you know that i talk about legacy and that's that's one thing that it's still in motion it's not ticked where i want it to be ticked but it's in motion doing a ted talk was one of them being an international speaker was another being a csp was another which is a certified speaking professional having spoken on every continent to ship but i've spoken on five of the seven continents thus far look the list goes on so that's part of the reverse bucket list so on the, the you know the 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 stuff that you've done list and then you've got the future bucket list, obviously the done and the to-do. Have you had things on your list and then had to remove them once you've sort of contemplated it a bit more? Are we allowed to swear on this? I want you to be genuinely authentic. So okay. if you swearing so, is genuine authenticity, feel I free. Went, <laughs> I went to Mount Everest and I went as uh, – now, it's not just about the, the thing that a lot of people – have trouble with is they think that a bucket list is is very selfish, but in fact it's very selfless. It's about helping people be a leader in their life, putting their own oxygen mask on first, and then showing others how to live their life. You know, being a, what I call a bucket lister, 
by example. You know, I want to be in business with a person like that. I want to have a parent like that. I want to have my kids do that. You know, they're the kind of people that get opportunities given to and they're the glass half full kind of people rather than half empty. I went to Tibet and uh, through uh, through Tibet and then up to uh, Mount Everest. But I went, I went with my dad, you know, and dad and I, you know, I tell a story from stage that I'm adopted and dad and I really didn't get along growing up, if you know what I mean. But it's until he retired and, and when really I became the bucket list guy that we really started to connect. So I've dragged the old man around the world now to Machu Picchu, did the Inca Trail. We did Mount Kilimanjaro last year. Actually, nearly fucking killed him. <laughs> he's, 70, he's, he's 72 now. We did Kokoda. That actually really nearly killed him. We did, where else? Did it, yeah, and we did Tibet. We did Mount Everest Base Camp. We actually went to Advanced Base Camp, and we were a part of a full-on expedition team. You know, 13 summiters ended up climbing Mount Everest uh, out, of our, out of our team. Had a full-time medic on staff the whole bit, and we peeled off at Advanced Base Camp. We were just under where they really start to put on the crampons on and get out, get out the ice axes and go for it on the northern side rather than the Nepalese side. The northern side is is higher than the Nepalese side at base camp. After being at Everest and after feeling the lack of oxygen and being at 6,500 metres where you do like 10 steps and you're like, you know, hands on your knees trying to suck in the big ones, I've put Mount Everest on my fuck it list. Fuck that. I don't want to do that anymore. To answer your question, yes, <laughs> there is some things. To answer, there is some things that I've gone. You know what? That's cool. It sounds cool until you get a piece, a taste of it, and then I just go fuck that. You know, like when I go out, we call it a fuck it list. It normally gets a bit of a laugh when I speak about <laughs> it at my keynotes. But the thing is, you know, it, it's not about um, comparing. It's not about judgment. It's about uh, and some some people. But the tribe that I've got around me now is people are doing some crazy things, you know, that I look at and go, no fucking way would I do that. And But it's not about comparison. You know, we live in a world of comparison. We live in a world, you know, of insti-comparison. And we're all comparing our behind-the-scenes footage with someone else's highlights reel. There's enough of that. So in my rooms, I like to create a no-judgment zone. Really the kind of ethos that Burning Man is really famous for is don't, you know, this is not about comparing sizes here. How big is your list versus mine? Do the things that warm your heart. Do the things that give you pleasure <laughs> and not, not be in, not in a completely hedonistic way because that might ruin all the rest of your days. But, you know, have fun and, and do it for yourself, not, not from an ego point of view and, and take people on the ride because I don't know about you, I've, I've traveled around the world by myself and been that backpacker. But having family to share that with, having a loved one to share that with is, I think, so much more impactful. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Now, before we move into more of your awesome journey, I've got some great things that I want to dive into with with you. So, I just wanted to say, Trav, Bell, welcome to Your Life of Impact. Oh, yeah, cool. And I've been following you online and loving everything that you do and Actually, I look forward to uh, attending an event and connecting with you in person one day. You're up there with uh, one of the people that I want to meet because I love your energy, your enthusiasm and the impact that you're making. Oh, thanks, bro. Cheers. You mentioned there before about people feeling like it's a selfish thing to do to create a bucket list. What else is stopping people from living 
their bucket list? Society, the matrix. One of the titles of my keynote is people are dying at 40 and being buried at 80. What do you mean by that? Well, we have this thing called midlife. What is it? Midlife. I don't really, I don't know how she's saying it. Midlife crisis. I call it a midlife awakening, you know, and just like the movie, people are living paycheck to paycheck. They know what a bucket list is, but they're so busy on their to-do list, not their bucket list. The thing is, that's the, you know, a person's to-do list takes priority importance day in, day out for most people. Not for us chosen fews, mate. <laughs> but for most people, they're so busy on their to-do list. It's, it's only until something traumatic or dramatic or they get given a use-by date by a bloke in a white coat or a, or a dog, female dog in a white coat that they suddenly reprioritize on a dime and they suddenly prioritize their bucket list over their to-do list and they've become infinitely resourceful in that moment. And they, you know, a lot of people think, what a lot of people think of a, that a bucket list is, they think it's a lot of travel running around the world, you know, the seven wonders of the world, et cetera, et cetera. But what I've become known for is the uh, 12-step mind bucket list blueprint of how to write a personally meaningful and holistic bucket list. And it's 12-step and travel is only one of those. And it sounds a little bit like AA, 12-step program. But the thing is, what a lot of people think of a bucket list is, is not. It's a lot more broader than that. It's a lot more accessible than that. And a lot of the stuff on there, when artic- you know, extracted extract and then articulated out of a person, they find that a lot of the stuff is very doable, doesn't require a lot of money or a lot of time in order to do, just attention. You know, that's what we're going to, I guess what I'm known for, but having people take time out of their lives to work on their lives and paying attention to the things that really light them up. Does that answer your question? What yeah, you absolutely. Yeah, that, that makes completely sense. And- you, yeah, sorry, I was going to say, like, you know, we have Monday-itis, hump day. Thank God it's Friday. That sinking feeling at 2 or 3 in the afternoon on a Sunday, you know, and people, I mean, you'd, you'd be aware of this. You can go into any major town you know, or any city and you just see people that are, sheeple that are sleepwalking through their lives until something traumatic or dramatic sort of wakes them up all i want to do mate is wake people up before it's too late wake them up before they get any such use by date i love that pretty good history of doing that (laughs) i can imagine i i teach people i kind of teach from a place of helping people overcome adversity and challenges in their lives because i'm experienced in that space and i've been working with paralympic athletes my whole career who are brilliant examples of that and i've also experienced adversity of of my own and and work through that and understand that but what i'm really passionate about that i feel like why i've resonated with you is you know i i term it don't wait for the tsunami in your life before you learn how to navigate your mind and your emotions and your actions your behaviors your habits that lead to fulfillment and success don't wait for that tsunami the big shake up learn it now just learn how to be the fun, loving, energetic, best version of yourself now. And that's what I love about your philosophy here, that it empowers people to do that. Well, I, I go one step further and I, I guess it's the 20 years of being a personal trainer and just me being me is basically I give people a virtual – when I go and speak, like I'm speaking in Vietnam yeah, what, in a couple of days and I've got – I don't know, 800 people and then doing another one 800 people. I give everyone a, like 
like as a speaker, you only get so much time to hang out with a client. You know, it's coaching one to many essentially. And then, but we've got to make impact. You've got to disrupt. You've got to give them another way of, or another perspective, another filter to look look at their life through. You know, with very limited time, which shoots me about speaking. But you've got to cause a, you know, a disruption to a certain extent. Not tell them what you know how to be, or not tell them they must, should, or have to live their life this way just offer another perspective so i like to say and i've (laughs) over the years of being the bucket list guy i've become more brash i have become more maybe i'm getting old and a little angrier i don't know (laughs) but at the end of the day i am very blunt i'm not a motor i repeat 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 i'm not a fucking motivational speaker I hate that term because external motivation is just bullshit and it doesn't last long. We've got to internally inspire people. Couldn't agree with you more. But what we've got, what I do is I give everyone, when they're sitting in front of me, and it could be, I've spoken, you know, the TED talk I gave, you know, 2,000 people in that auditorium. I give everyone a virtual cancer diagnosis and how, you know, how I do it gets people awake. It wakes people up. Not it's not warm and fuzzy at all, and I don't give a shit. It's as blunt as that, and I say, act as if, act as if. What would you do? How would you reverse engineer your life if given that sort of news? How would you? What would you do? How would you? What are the decisions that you're sitting on? What are the actions that you know you've got to take in order to live your dream, live your purpose, have more meaning, have more fun, etc., etc.? What are you going to do? And when it's kind of, in a way, mafia motivation, you know, holding holding someone's kid hostage with a gun against the kid's head, saying, "All right, go live your life now, otherwise they get it." Or a white fluffy dog. Let's be a little bit more less harsh. Uh, <laughs> or it's a pet, a pet that they cared about. Go live your life. Go and take that action. Go and go and do the things that you know you should be doing in your world, or else they get it. And I think. The day, you know, at, at, like I said, as a speaker, we don't get much time. So we've got to get in there and we've got to make a degree of impact. That's one of the ways in which I do it. I don't think it would be a real good PR move for me to walk into a seminar room with a gun, but uh, <laughs> it'd be like <laughs> just point at everyone and go, go live your life and are going to be amazing. Yeah, you got to. You've got to get people off their ass. Yeah, I think it's a we're, really powerful We live in a way. world of warm and fuzzy and I don't think everyone exactly. – no one's got the attention for that and everyone's impatient and so go with that. Like like make an impact and be a little bit more straight down the line and people do respond, believe it or not. I like that because I te- I, in a little less blunt sort of way, I teach people about the brutal honesty. Let's be brutally honest with yourself if you want results. And then talking about that reflection. So I could see how that could work really well. Yeah, yeah. I, I do it with a smile on my face. Don't worry about that, people. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not like slapping the front row of my audiences. But, it, you know, we live in a day, you know, we live in a, there's so much information out there, you know, it, and people need to hear it straight. And I guess Aussies are pretty straight up kind of people and which is I think a refreshing way to be and it's you know it's just I've tested and measured in the 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 seminars and talks that I've done and bluntness seems to get through pretty has more impact well let's talk about that impact from the ripple effect because 
I know that that's a big part of what you have seen happen over time and what you ask people to pay it forward because you know the depth of that ripple effect. But one thing that really stood out with me right at the end of your TED Talk, and I'm going to link this up in the show notes and highly recommend everyone watch it. It's one of the most entertaining uh, and enlightening TED Talks that my fiance and I have watched. But you mentioned the young woman that got up in tears. Yeah. Can you just tell the listeners about that? And then I wanted to ask, you know, you must get feedback like that all the time. Maybe it's not as deep as that, but I imagine super Oh, no, I do, powerful. mate. That's the thing. That was one of the first ones that I got. So I've raised money for the Reach Foundation, set up by Jim Stein's ex-AFL footy footy player down here in Melbourne who's unfortunately passed away because of cancer. They Reach Foundation, when we talk, when I talk about legacy, you know, he, the Reach Foundation comes to mind because it's still operational. It's amazing. He set it up. What a, what a legacy. And it's a non-religious personal development program for, kid, for, for wayward teens. And so I like it. As a result, I you know, raised some money for them through the seminars I used to run. And they said, oh, Trevor, can you come and do a talk for our for the Reach Foundation, for the leaders of the Reach Foundation, everyone who's a leader has graduated to that position because they've been through the program, they've you know, you know, recovered, let's say, or, or uh, grown, and as a result, they now pay it forward. So there's about 50, 60 young adults in the room, no one over the age of 23, 24, uh, so it'd be my honour. So I went down there, gave a talk very similar to the ones I do from stage, and this young girl got up would have been about 21 years old and she said uh, she was absolutely bawling you know in in front of everyone i said what the you know what was wrong what was wrong and you could see she was really distraught room was quiet and she said if my younger sister had been here to see your presentation today she wouldn't have killed herself two weeks ago and i i just lost my shit i i just goosebumps now recall you know recalling that and it was in that moment you know mark twain says it best that the two most important days of your life is the day you're born and the day you find out your why. I've been doing the bucket list guy for a little bit to this point, but it wasn't until that girl said that. I just went, fuck, I've got to, how do I, how do, I do this more? Because this is it. This is what I'm meant to do. My partner at the time, she took me to the airport and I cried all the way and I just went, fuck, this is, this is the day. This is the line in the sand. This is, this is it. And when you start off, like I was afraid of public speaking. That's one of the reasons why I started doing it. And we've all got that self-doubting voice in our head. Who do you think you are? You're not worthy, et cetera, et cetera. And a coach said to me once, go and help enough people, Trav, and the positive reinforcement, the vibe that you'll get from the people and the feedback in due course, go and help enough people, and that'll drown out that inner voice of doubt. And it really does work. So for me, that day just taught me so much. She was my best teacher and I just went out and you know blew this thing right up and uh, I've just gone out and helped more and more and more people and now scaling this out beyond just me as a speaker now we've got bucket list coaches now licensed to teach my stuff around the world and we have you know coaches from Austria to Mexico you know being able to help people at a global level is uh, is seriously cool and her feedback around that times that by a thousand, ten thousand now of the people that we've helped around the world. And it's not just me anymore, which is, you know, so cool. It's my coaches, you know, helping people. You know, all, all, 
people, people, you know, like who've seen me speak, you know, three years ago were like, well, this is, I've changed my life. You know, your seminar made me tip over the edge and now I'm doing this. The amount of feedback has been phenomenal. You mentioned before, and you're very open about your battles with depression in your life. Do you have experience with people joining your community through doing the bucket list and ticking them off and giving you feedback about overcoming mental health battles because of creating and living out their bucket lists? Every day, mate. Every day. No shit. Every day from around the world, especially especially depression and people living. You know, I've had a lot, I don't know how many, but countless people who have come off like, and and I don't think you know I'm not a miracle worker here. I was just right place, right time. You know, and I believe personal development is a is a is a gradual thing. It's like a footy game, and with your experience, you know this. It's all about the one percenters showing up and the one percenter, one percenter, one percenter. So I'm not going to you know lay claim to being some miracle worker. I was just right place, right time. But I've had people go off antidepressants. I've had people get off suicide watch. I've had people reconnect with families. This is the, it's not about just ticking a whole bunch of cool stuff off. That's like part of it. Uh, some would argue that that's, that's what this is all about. But no, it's about the journey of who a person grows into along the path to that tick. And more importantly, it's about the person that exists on the other side, the person that they don't know yet. And it's called our potential. And it's about the ripple effect that, it can really have. So people realize real quick what makes them happy, what gives them fulfillment, what gives them meaning, and what gives them purpose in their life really quick. Sure, it's a cool way of goal setting, but it's also about how people reverse engineer every single part of their life in order to make that tick happen. Yeah, it creates, it sparks that inner drive, creates clarity, gives them a bit more of a why, and that's why... Talking about community and the impact there, and to be honest, mate, this is what inspires me most about you. It's not really the awesome things that you tick off your bucket list. I don't envy your lifestyle or anything like that, but I'm truly inspired by the community ethos that you've created. And you mentioned there, so it's not just people that are ticking off the bucket lists. Uh, You mentioned there too that you're now creating coaches, but on your website, you've got written big changes happen in a person's life when they have really supportive ecosystems around them. Mm, mm, 100%. And the ecosystem is so important. You know, it's about enlisting. A person's got to get clear on what they want to do first and foremost and not just follow, not be a sheeple and just follow someone else. It's about who you drag into your ecosystem and how you change ecosystems along the way as well. You know, example is Cam. Cam is, uh, was, sorry, a guy that came to my seminar, one of my earlier seminars, I used to run these three-and-a-half-day trainings called the Bucket List Experience. It was a total head fuck kind of event, and we'd make him do some pretty weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's not selling it whatsoever. Oh, well. <laughs> either way, people come out of there changed. And Cam came, he was 170, about 170 kilograms, didn't want to be there. His mate dragged in there. He was an alcoholic. He was in the midst of depression, on antidepressants. He dropped some pills the morning he came. He was struggling with money. He was in a job he absolutely hated. He 
yeah, he drank drank himself to sleep every night, blah, 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 not getting laid, you know, the whole bit. Came along, sat in the back, big guy, just he was a bit of a bikey too, arms folded, fuck this, fuck this, I don't want to be here, blah, blah, blah. I said, mate, in the break, you know, it was about a day, day and a half in, look, mate, just, just, just humour me, just do something. You know, if you're going to be here, just do something. You've showed up the second day, just do something. All right, fucking whatever, I'll, I don't know. I'm not a runner, but I'll enter a 5K run. How does that sound? I'll just walk it. Just just enter it, mate. Thank you. Great. And his mate got behind him. He entered, and then something happened. He got on a mailing list, and something just happened. And I said, well, fuck, you've entered, mate. What are you going to do? You know, like, he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Mumble and crumble. Long story short, we did some visualization stuff. I said, mate, imagine, you know, for the first time, you know, all these people think you're that sort of person you know, the, who you are right now, you know, your current persona. How would it be? You've rented run to the G, you know, the run to the MCG. Imagine you coming around the MCG in your last lap of this first 5K. You've got – what they do is they give you this participation T-shirt, you know, with big run to the G. All your mates are going to be like, what? You know, like, and they give you this particip- – when you finish and you come through, you've got to run a lap of the G and you're up on the big, like, scoreboard. Like, you'll be seen. Can you imagine you coming around that? Can you imagine your friends and family just in the in the bleachers in the grandstand going, "What the hell's he doing now?" You imagine the the types of people that you'll have around you. You have to train for this thing as well. So who can you enlist in that? You know, getting help around you, and you'll have to change some habits, obviously. And when they finish, they put this huge, like quite a heavy participation medal around your neck too. And can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you, long story short, he did it. All other support system. On the day of him finishing and in the process of the lead-up, he lost a whole bunch of weight, lost something like 25-odd kilograms. He was starting to come out of depression, drank a little bit still. On the day that he finished his first 5K, as per always, what next? What next? Once you pop, you can't stop. He entered a 10K on that day. He finished the 10K. Again, his whole world was changing, his whole ecosystem, support structure around him, friends, you know, uh, positive, you know, his whole mental attitude change. On the day of him finishing the 10K, he entered a half marathon. He entered a, he did the half marathon. He entered a marathon, literally on the day. At the end of the marathon, he entered a fucking Ironman. Crazy. One of the proudest days that I've ever had as doing what I do was when I went down to St Kilda when he was finishing the Ironman. He finished 15 minutes. He's still big. He's finishing the, he finished 15 minutes before cutoff. And when you're running in the dark, they give you the glow sticks and they call us at the end catches. So I was one of his catches, me and a few of his mates. whole new group of people in his life that were there throughout the whole journey. Mate, it was one of the proudest days of my life. He dropped a bunch of weight, new job, making money, off the, off the drink, depression was a thing that that used to happen no more prescription medication none of that stuff he was getting laid more he had a girlfriend to say yeah to say that this stuff is not powerful is an understatement and it's obviously because of that supportive ecosystem like you said around him and around other people you don't just say yeah make a bucket list and good luck no no because your whole you know the ripple effect is your whole 
support system will change as well. You know, and, and, and that's why a lot of people don't do stuff is they think that, you know, am I going to look silly? Am I going to, you know, fear of embarrassment, fear of success maybe, fear of failure? You know all these keep us in that, you know, keep us in the confines of our mind and why we don't do things, why we do do things and why we don't do things. Because we are pack animals, we are, we are you know, mammals, we like to be accepted and where love is, love is in the herd. If we ostracize ourselves or we get ostracized, that's the most fearful place for a mammal to be. But I had to reinforce, as I do with a lot of people, you know what, there's another herd and they're all wanting other people to, and they're running faster, they're fitter, they're making more money. They're happier, and they want other people to be part of the herd. They want to. They want to share that love. You'll be accepted, but you got to run. You know, you you got to break those ties. You got to stop believing who you think you are, and maybe make some changes in order to run with this new herd. But they're out there, and they're just waiting for you to you know pick up your game. And is that why you've started creating coaches to coach what you've been teaching for so long? Coaches. The coach thing came out of is I talk a lot about legacy and, you know, one of the one of the 12 things that I talk about is leave a legacy. You know, how are you going to rem- remember, you know, after you're gone, one year, 10 years, 50 years, 100 years after you're gone? Um, personally, I want to change the conversation and I want to make a degree of an impact. Now, I know that I, you know, having traveled the world speaking, I can only help so many people in my lifetime and I think I do an okay job, but... You know, the last sort of five years, I've had a lot of people say, Trav, can I teach you stuff or just rip my stuff off and start teaching it anyway? So we formalized it all with the help of a, uh, a business partner over in the States who's had a lot of success in licensing. And now it goes beyond, now we can scale it and now we can teach some of this stuff, not to just adults, but also the kids, part of some of our programs. And now we can make a real big impact rather than just the, be the Trav show. What's your big audacious goals with that part of the, the company? Help 10 million people become a bucket lister. And you're tracking those numbers? Yep. Really? Yep. So we've only just started selling the licenses at the start of this year. We're up to about 20, 25 coaches already. Okay. I look forward to seeing that journey evolve and, and understanding the deeper and massive impact that'll have 10 million bucket listers. Mm, mm. When I walked into my business, my, big, my business partner is a big player and he's like, how many people do you want to help? I said, oh, one million. He's just laughed at me. He's gone, add a fucking zero. Like, Let's get serious. <laughs> oh, and we all went, ooh. But, you know, our vision is to create a purposely happy world. Brilliant. What about some of your personal challenges about being the bucket list guy is there times where you just want to escape the hype and chill out or is there internal pressure for you to be so creative all the time no not at all because i that's a good question those that i don't think i'm i don't know i don't think i'm that it's all that (laughs) big a deal but i it's the filter i run everything through anyway and i I guess there's one thing that I'm known for is is actually you know doing what I say or practicing what I preach, and so it's the filter I run my whole life through anyway. And it, it my business is a direct extension of my values. Helping others, you know, travel, health uh, are all high end values for me. So it is me. There's no real separation. I'm completely congruent to the bucket list guy. So. The only times that I'd get kind of pissed off with it is when I 
you know, going from one time zone to another, missing flights or nearly missing flights, being stressed, to, you know, with di- different deadlines and that sort of thing. But what is it, you know, pick a career that you love and you never work a day in your life. Well, yeah, I kind of work, but I work with a, de- a complete passion and uh, not because I have to or it's because I, I love it, you know, I completely love it. Now, it sounds like a real cheesy throwaway kind of line, but I really do love it and no one can take it away from me as well. I've been ripped off in business in the past and no one can take away the bucket list guy from me and thank whoever the universe that someone that Joe had that idea of calling me the bucket list guy. So I can pretty much just, it gives me license to be my stupid self mate. And it's now giving, (laughs) it's now giving bucket list coaches around the world also license to be themselves and play an even bigger adventurous game. I tell you what, it doesn't sound cheesy for you to say that, you know, the way that you love life and living congruently and things like that to anyone. It sounds like a meme or a tattoo though, you know, like, but I, I truly, I truly do love what I do. And I think a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, mate, there's a lot of coaches, you know, go and live your passion, live your, live this, you know, live your, live your values. But I truly do, truly do no shit. And, uh, my off time, if I if I do have downtime, is actually just doing something on my bucket list, so or, or surfing or learning or hanging out with the family. That's what it's. And but my my family, I've become a a stepdad to four kids really recently, and they all love love this, you know. And there's nothing better than having that support close to home as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's awesome to hear because it's the younger generations and the way that that talk about the ripple effect when you're impacting there so that's brilliant so Trav we'll wrap things up shortly but before we do mate we you talked about values there and I'm a very values-based driven human and one of my top core values is giving and I give all my guests a gift for giving their time and value on the podcast Uh, kind of like your kindness aspect of the acronym of how you teach it and suggesting that people express kindness so for you Trav are you giving me a new new Tesla uh, I could probably find one in the toy shop if that's what you're after (laughs) (laughs) a Rolex I've been looking for a Rolex you're going over to Vietnam and Cambodia in a couple of days maybe they've got their version over there <laughs> so actually, Trav, I'm not giving you a Rolex or a Tesla. That wouldn't be congruent with who I am. What I'm actually giving you is uh, one of our charity T-shirts, and we have the the life tees where 100% of the profits go towards the chosen charity of the athletes who have designed the tea. And I'm sending you the Grateful Tea, which was designed by Paralympic sprinter and leg amputee Scotty Reardon. And the design is very unique and related to the helicopter that helped save his life uh, when he lost his leg in a farming accident. So I'll send you that and a bit of an info about Scotty and and the design of the tea. Oh, wow. That's great. Wow. Have you got that on your website and stuff? I do, yes. I'll I'll send you the link of that too, the the lifetees.com.au. Yeah, it's a a really gratifying part of what we do actually to help. That's our way of helping give back. Hmm. So now this question is one that I ask all my guests uh, towards the end because I'm all about action and I want listeners to take action and get results in their life and that's exactly what you're all about. So what's your advice on what specific action our listeners can take today to become more impactful 
in their lives and in their communities? Oh, number one, hang around, hang around Robbo, people. Hang around Robbo. <laughs> He's a very, very positive dude and spreading love in, in his own unique way. And, I, and there's, you know, I talk to a lot of people, mate, and I can tell that your heart's in the right place and you really want to help people. So get the support. You know, one of the, one of the beautiful things that I've learned over the years is Making sure you've got the right people in your corner, the support structure, the you know the ecosystem as we called it before. I believe in paying coaches what they're worth and maybe a bit more to collapse timeframes in order to get where I want to get to. So I've got coaches for all sorts of different things in my life, and I believe that with the right coach, you can collapse those timeframes and get to from point A to point B. And a hell of a lot, you know, rather than trying to figure it all out itself. That's a big one. Take action on that. Two, from a, I guess from my point of view, if people want to blow this up and this whole bucket list thing, and I encourage everyone to obviously, you know, get thinking about it before it's too late or don't wait until it's too late. Yeah, feel free. I mean, you're going to put the link to my TED talk in there. Have a look at that and connect with me on social media. Write out your, you know, start writing out your bucket list. And if a person wants to pay this, you know, partner up with me and go forward and be a bucket list coach, then let's do it. Let's have a combo and let's see how that looks for you. And where Otherwise, do we find you online? What What's your best social media? What's your website? Uh, com or Trav Bell on Instagram and Trav Bell the Bucket List Guy. I don't know. Just Google me and I'm sure I'll show up somewhere. If I'm not, I'll have someone sacked tomorrow morning. <laughs> and I'll know. link all that up in the show notes to make sure that yeah. person doesn't get sacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm all, always on social media and I think my my current drug of choice is, is Instagram over Facebook. So, you know, feel free to direct message me and let's have a combo. But, yeah, go out, live your – write a bucket list, blow it right up, put steroids in it enlist the help of other people, pay it forward, have a look at the acronym there and have some fun with it. Love it. Very good. Now, we've got two more steps before we finish up. First of all, I wanted to ask you, is there anything that you would like to ask me? Oh, mate, just uh, probably chat off like, how can I help you? Well, I'll, I'll actually have to think about that, but I can tell you now that you've sparked it because we watched your TED Talk again last night, my fiance and I then uh, started to write down things and there's a few things that we live very congruently with and travel was easy and uh, the legacy part, we're mapping that out and we're so proud of that, but then there were some things around even conquering the fear and you know unpacking part of that prospect of looking at a bucket list in a deeper sort of way and just getting on with it and fully loving and living our lives like we feel like we're already doing it but then to put it into perspective of how you teach it so yeah there'll be things that will pop up thank you for for that offer no worries at all mate (laughs) all right so just quickly i'm bringing back what we call the fast five questions and i haven't done these for a long time but i i just love your energy and i knew that you would enjoy this so I had them in the first probably 25 to 30 episodes and with the fast five, don't give yourself too much time to think about them. Just let them roll off the tongue. Cool. Fast five questions. Let's go. Okay. What's one habit you wish you could change? Time management. Procrastination. Yep. What makes you feel absolutely pumped and exhilarated and energized? Getting a barrel while surfing. Have you ever washed a dog? No. Wow. I'm allergic, no, I'm allergic to I'm allergic to nearly everything. So, oh, right. When the bubble, asthma, eczema, growing up, 
So no, I've never washed a dog. Okay, you're not the only one. There's a lot of people that haven't washed a dog. I was going to say maybe put it on your list, but that's not a no. great idea if you're out, allergic. Outsource. outsource. Yeah, fair enough. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Go out and help more people. And what are you most grateful for in your life right now? Family. Travis Bell, you're a legend. You're empowering humans to thrive and not just survive. Keep shining your authentic bucket list light to the world, my man. Thanks, brother. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> what a guy. What an awesome ripple effect and impact Trav has already made and is continuing to make. Talk about legacy. Make sure you follow Trav online and check out everything related to the bucket list community. Now, he jokingly couldn't remember his social media handles, but I've confirmed that you'll find him at his drug of choice, Instagram, at, at TravBell. And you'll find the links to his website and Facebook in the show notes to this episode, plus the link to his 20-minute TED Talk. So just go to yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash TravBell. That's where you can get all the info about joining the bucket list community. Now, speaking of Instagram as the drug of choice, make sure you're also following us on at Life for Excellence, at L-I-F-E-F-O-R-X-L-N-S. As we do regular behind-the-scenes Instagram stories more than we do any other form of social media because it's fun and engaging. So follow us there to also keep up with any giveaways we're doing. That's also linked in the show notes. You'll find our Instagram handy there. And tag us, at Life for Excellence, on your own Instagram stories of where you're listening to an episode so we can all share the journey together. Thanks again for investing your time into this podcast, legends. And as always, remember, this is your life journey, your life of impact.